You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Pride to Detroit POD cast is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, and it's the jerky that fuels your Detroit Lions. Righteous Felon Jerky and Meat Sticks are available to Lions players at the training facilities at Allen Park, and each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, and each stick has 8 grams. Trust me, if it's good enough for the Lions and the POD cast, it's going to be good enough for you, too. Righteous Felon is based in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and they use locally sourced, all-natural Black Angus beef, and they pride themselves on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. For our listeners, we have a special offer for you. Until the start of the NFL season, you can go to RighteousFelon.com and use the discount code POD20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's promo code POD20 at RighteousFelon.com. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit POD cast, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. You know where to find us live on twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. This one's going to be a little quick because what you are hearing is actually a segment we are recording second because during our first re- segment that we recorded, news broke. We had to change everything. Next segment, I will warn you, going to sound a little bit jank just because of the edits I have to make. That's what happens when we do this crap live. But. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host, and this is really adequate right now. And Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, it's it's a mixture of an emergency podcast and the regularly scheduled podcast. You know, you remember when we started started PODcast and like we had this bad habit of recording something on a Monday and then news would break on Tuesday and we'd have to redo everything. Yeah. Throwback episode. (laughs) Ryan. The rock god at Ryan underscore P.O.D. Ryan Matthews, senior editor. You remember those days, Ryan's those those heady days of being on Skype and frustrated when recorders wouldn't work. Oh, man. Uh, Even forward a little bit from that standpoint, Craig, what about old Craig crashing all the time in discord, man? I don't think we ever mentioned Craig on a live podcast before. Well, Well, we're doing it right here. We did. We did. Craig was our recording bot. But um, speaking of another name, Craig was actually the so the icon on Discord was a bear. And speaking of another bear, not the Chicago Bears, but a teddy bear. Teddy Bridgewater has signed with the Detroit Lions. It's been a very interesting day with Detroit Lions Twitter as everyone got teased to big news and then was uh, trying to figure out what it was. I did very weird day, but the news coming out initially here now from Ian Rappaport making it official that Teddy Bridgewater 
will be joining the Detroit Lions, getting signed to be quarterback two as Nate Sudfeld looks to be slipping down or maybe even off the roster. And Hendon Hooker remains uh, not part of the roster right now because of his NFI pup designation. So Teddy Bridgewater is in. He's he's quarterback, too. And I feel like, Jeremy, we should just give the floor to Ryan Matthews here to start us out because this has been someone that Ryan's been high on for a while. I will not deny him his flowers. Ryan, you were right. You were always right. And the Lions saw the wisdom of your ways. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Where's my I'm I'm expecting a phone call within the next 24 hours, I guess, giving me a jab in the front office. No, stop. Um, Here's what I think the signing of Teddy Bridgewater does prove. Having a backup quarterback in this league is oftentimes considered a luxury, right? Because I think that you look around the league, there aren't 32 quarterbacks that are worthy of starting for an NFL franchise. And when you have a backup quarterback, it's this idea that it's a luxury, right? The Lions are no longer a team that can afford their starting quarterback to miss a substantial amount of time or even a little bit of time. They they can't afford to take their foot off the gas. And Teddy Bridgewater helps them keep things steady. And he can, you know, th- th- this is a move that signifies the Lions are, are building a winning organization. Because, again, we talked about it in the segment one that is not segment two. Uh, they <laughs> You're teasing they have something con- that they haven't heard yet. Uh, oh they, my God. They, ha- they have contingency <laughs> plans in place. And maybe the, the, the one position that you need a contingency plan in place that you feel comfortable about is having a, a backup quarterback who I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is more than a guy who can, you know, prevent the boat from rocking. I think he's a guy who can keep the ship moving. And, there's plenty of things to like about him, Jeremy. I mean, familiarity with Dan Campbell from his time in New Orleans and that that season he had in 2019 when he when he kept the the Saints running right along. You know, early on in the season, Drew Brees goes down. Teddy Bridgewater is a starter, five and zero record. QB wins, baby. QB wins matter right now. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think the important thing though is that with Bridgewater they have a guy who has done it in the NFL coming into this season. I mean, if, if QB wins don't matter, I think QB passing attempts matter. Nate Sudfeld had 37 passing attempts in his career yeah. coming into this NFL season. Uh, you know, a whole hell of a lot more for, uh, for, for Teddy Bridgewater. And he, he has the experience. He has the ability. I think that this is just a sign of a team that, is no longer thinking in luxuries. They are thinking uh, of of making moves to help them become a winning organization, which is, which is what the hype is all about, right? Are the lions turning a corner? Right. I think that this is another indication that they're in, in they're in win now mode, Jeremy. Yeah. And I mean, we don't, we don't need to beat around the bush. Like now the lions have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league, right? Like, I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is amazing. I'm not saying he should be starting. I'm not saying he's going to challenge Jared Goff for a starting job. But when it comes, I mean, you said it, there are not 32 capable starting quarterbacks in this league. And Teddy Bridgewater is right in that next level of guys that might not be a starter anymore, but he's up there. And so, yeah, I mean, everything you said, Dan Campbell said too, right? He was asked about the interest in Teddy Bridgewater a couple weeks ago, started training camp. He basically said like, if we can sign him, we're going to sign him. 
Like, it's very clear to me that this ball has been in Teddy Bridgewater's court for a long time. So it's no surprise that it actually got done. We we still don't know the contract terms yet, which I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see because how much of an investment is this? How much is this team willing to bet on the current organization, right? Because you have to imagine it's probably a one-year deal. Maybe it's a two-year deal, but you know, with Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings, it's probably just a one-year deal. So how much money are they willing to spend in an insurance policy that this team is going to make the playoffs, even if Jared Goff gets hurt. How how important is that to this organization? Because that's what this is. He, Dan Campbell said it himself. He said, like, listen, we, we it's year three of this organization now. We're we're in a position where we're to, to, to compete, and we don't want this ship to sink with an injury. And so now Teddy Bridgewater has it that way, and I, I agree with you. He's not just necessarily a guy who's like, you throw him in there, and he's just going to do the game plan. Like, no, he can provide a little bit more than that. And so... I'm with you. Like I, it, I know I've said in the past that I really like Nate Sudfeld and I thought he's been playing well. I do. And I still do think all of those things. I am interested in seeing how much they are investing in this backup position because I don't know, like to me, there, there is part of me that's always been like your backup. If your quarterback's out, you're, you're kind of screwed, but Bridgewater brings a little bit more than that. So that maybe, maybe you aren't particularly screwed. I don't think they win a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater, but they they definitely still win the division, in my opinion, even if they have to rely on Bridgewater for like 10 plus games. We have talked a lot about how much this offense is, is being set up by Ben Johnson. And a lot of it is, yes, to make Jared Goff comfortable and give weapons that fit to Jared Goff. But I also believe that the Detroit Lions right now, they're not set up like the 49ers were in past years where you could just kind of put any quarterback in there and you'll succeed the next way. But I think if, God forbid, Jared Goff did get hurt, I don't think the drop down to Teddy Bridgewater is a cliff. I think Teddy Bridgewater could absolutely work with the same weapons, the same offensive line, the same play calling that Ben Johnson has that has set up and succeed. Again, maybe not at a Jared Goff level, but to Jeremy's point, it would keep the ship afloat. Teddy Bridgewater, I think we call him a QB, too. But with all the live reps, all of the chances, because a lot of the places he's gone in his career, he has been forced to, in spite of being a quarterback, too. He's had to start because of injuries at some point, be it New Orleans. I think he started Carolina, if I'm correct, Ryan. He definitely started started with Miami. He started yeah. in Miami when Tua went down. Uh, I believe he had some time in, in Denver as well. Like he has had, he has shown himself to be adaptable to offenses wherever he goes. And he's seen live fire drills with those teams in regular season games when it matters. And he's never shrunk away from those opportunities when they come up. He's never really rocked the boat and taken that starting job. But at the same time, We've seen a lot of backup quarterbacks who go to, as you say, in past years, they'll go in there and they'll just play very under they'll underperform. You'll you'll get like a Tim Boyle performance or something. I'm not going to expect and I am not going to anticipate a Tim Boyle performance from Teddy Bridgewater. I believe he has that he has had the seasoning and he has the live experience to succeed if he is called upon. And again, to Jeremy's point. When you are the Detroit Lions, when you have, and we'll get to this in what was segment one, now segment two, the anticipations put upon your shoulders, Teddy Bridgewater helps make sure you're going to deliver on them 
in spite of any potential roadblocks that might happen? I, I think two things that this really signals to me is one, they they don't feel like they don't feel comfortable saying that Nate Sudfeld is that guy, right? If, if they felt comfortable in Nate Sudfeld being QB two, Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't be here. I think the other thing too is that this I. I don't want to speak out of turn, Jeremy, but I feel like this formally lets everybody know that this is going to be a red shirt season for Hendon Hooker. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think this almost it puts it in it puts it in pen, right? The 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 quote that I love, okay, because we can talk about, you know, maybe if Teddy Bridgewater has to come in due to a Jared Goff injury, maybe he has to step in, he has to perform. But it, it goes beyond that because there's a quote from Dan Campbell. If you guys remember in the 2021 season when the Lions were playing the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater was that quarterback and the Lions roster was absolutely ravaged by COVID. Uh, Campbell said in the lead up to that game, he said, I've got a lot of respect for Teddy Bridgewater because I think he's a winner in this league. But the it's the stuff that doesn't happen on game days, right? And, and there's a lot of talk about, hey, not, Nate Sudfeld was a really good guy in the quarterback room. Dan Campbell said he was... He, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that on Saturdays he would pull all the young guys out and he would take all the young guys, all the practice squad guys, any of the backups, and he would take them out and go through the whole game plan with them and and run and run the routes and talk them through and talk, you know, talk to them, t- tell them what he wanted. Like he was an ultra competitive guy, Dan Campbell said on the practice squad, and he would frustrate the hell out of the, the first team defense. Because he's a guy who is just, he's ready. He knows what yeah. it, it takes in this league. He's a former first-round draft pick. He's a guy who is a starter. Everybody should know for the Minnesota Vikings until he almost died from, right. from a, a gruesome leg injury. I mean, this is a guy who... He was he was fantastically hyped coming out of college as well. The, he had all the physical tools and the mind to succeed in this league. It, it just took a freak accident to really knock him off the pedestal. That's all it took. And I think it's a testament to to his perseverance and to his, his will to stay in the NFL to say, hey, I'm not done with my life with football because of this injury. I'm going to accept whatever role I can take. I love that Teddy Bridgewater is the backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions, because if Jeremy wants to poke fun at it, it's fine. But Dan Campbell, he's a winner, right? He, he's a guy who who helps your team buy into that winning culture. Yeah, well, to me. One underrated aspect of this is he's such a professional. Like yes. what what yes. better guy to kind of help mold Hendon Hooker, right? Like Jared Goff isn't going to be able to sit around and help Hendon Hooker at every stage of his development this year, right? He's got a he's got a plan for his own stuff. Now yeah. you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be an amazing resource for Hendon Hooker. And, and everything and oh, say what you will about Hendon Hooker and where his future lies, like his ceiling just rise, in my opinion. Because he has Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who has succeeded in, in a lot of ways in this NFL because of the way he carries himself, because of his perseverance, because of his winning attitude. All those things are now not that Hendon Hooker needs all that sort of stuff. Like he's a pretty big professional himself. You know, he comes with at, at, a, at a more mature age, all that sort of stuff. But now you have a mentor right there in the building who can spend that time with you and and, and help you guide through through everything that an NFL rookie season, all those trials and tribulations, you have that guy right there in your room now. Like that's, that's important. I think that, you know, you're talking also about the work ethic and you mentioned that Ryan, and we've seen those quotes about Hendon Hooker. 
about how involved he is in everything too. So yeah, I think if you want to talk about a guy on the sideline who's going to be helping out Hendon Hooker, I don't think there's a better guy than Teddy Bridgewater who has gone through maybe not the same troubles that Hendon Hooker has gone through so far, but understands like the work that comes putting in the work to, 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 to find your place in the league, someone who understands to be adaptable, to be malleable, to be ready for a game day. That is, I can't think of a better mentor to have than Teddy Bridgewater right now. I've got, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the, the only thing I wanted to say was that I know that there's going to be <clears throat> much made of seemingly nothing, right? Because it's a backup quarterback who's signing in August and it seems like it's a big nothing burger, but it, it, it truly isn't because he was one of the last coveted free agents when it came to quarterbacks who actually moves the needle, right? And, and not only, like I said, moves the needle on game day if you need them, but moves the needle of the organization and, and it points it in a direction trending up. I've got two points I want to make. Um, <clears throat> one is how this will already be valuable in training camp because you know, I'm not trying to, to crap on the kid, but Adrian Martinez has not been good in training camp. He's a rookie. He's undrafted. It's very much clear when you see him play why, why both those things are true. Um, he's going to help raise the floor of every practice now, right? Like, cause now you're going to have a capable quarterback in Nate Sudfeld throwing with the third team. Or, or maybe it's with the second team. Dan Campbell did say, if we make this move, there's going to be a battle. You can believe that or not. Whatever. Of, of course, he's going to say that too, especially when they they hadn't made the move yet. But either way, practice is now going to be a little bit more competitive. And and then my second point here is like, now, now we have to bring up the conversation of keeping three quarterbacks. Yes. There is a new rule out there, right? If you have three quarterbacks, you, you can have that extra emergency quarterback on game days. Um, and And listen, like, Maybe this team is too good to keep three, and maybe you have Hendon Hooker as that kind of bona fide third, even though he'll probably start the season on the NFI list for the first six, is, I think it's four weeks now. Um, but it's something that that they're going to have to consider now. It's going to be part of the equation where it wasn't before, because Adrian Martinez was not going to make this team. Now you can make the argument for keeping three. I I don't know that they will. I kind of doubt it. Like if I had to choose right now, I don't think they're going to do it, but it's, it's part of the equation now and it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Well, let me, let me kick it right back to you, uh, Jeremy. Do you think if they carry three now, who's on the out? Is it Nate Sudfeld or is it Adrian Martinez? No, it has to be Adrian Martinez. Like you, you have your developmental quarterback in Hendon hooker. You, you can't sit and wait for two quarterbacks to develop while keeping one on the roster. Like I'm telling you, like, Nate Sudfeld isn't a horrible quarterback. He's not it's not a disgusting human being like he's fine. No, but I remember even when he was playing in college, this wasn't a very highly touted prospect either at, at any sure. point. And he spent a long time in college as well. But he, I mean, he's got a year in the system now. Like he he, he had to, he was thrown in like. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get thrown to the wolves a little bit, but not even close to the level at which Nate Sudfeld was um, because Bridgewater probably knows this system and he'll have at least a couple training camp days and, and maybe a preseason game or two to play in. But I don't know. I, I think people, I do think people sleep on Nate Sudfeld a little bit, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you this wasn't a good move and that Nate Sudfeld's going to win this backup job. Like, no, it's Teddy's job. I don't think he's going to lose it. The question is just whether you need a third string out there. Um, and, and maybe they value Nate Sudfeld enough as kind of that soundboard guy, the clipboard holder, the the guy in the room 
that has had a year under Ben Johnson specifically that needs to be in Jared Goff's year, maybe that's enough for them to want him as a third quarterback. Maybe maybe you can sneak him on the practice squad. I don't know, but but I think I think all of those are conversations that are now going to happen now that Teddy's in the building. Anything else to add, Ryan? Do you see when we look at QB three, who who is it right now? Do you agree with him? Is it Nate? Is it Nate Sudfeld, or do you still think maybe they might try to develop Adrian Martinez? Yeah, like Jeremy said, they they have their developmental prospect in in Hendon Hooker. I just want to remind everybody that. We had the quote from Bridgewater in 2021 where he said, you know, when when Dan Campbell got up in front of everybody, uh, you were ready to storm out of that meeting and, and punch a guy in the face for no reason. <laughs> like Teddy Bridgewater, another Dan Campbell guy here in Detroit. And right. to, to Jeremy's point, it's going to be a competition. Nothing set in stone. I I, I have a feeling, though, that Teddy Bridgewater would, would win that would win that competition. But I, I don't think Teddy's coming here thinking like it, it's just in the bag. And and I don't think Dan Campbell would would ever give that impression. So and, and he hasn't to this point. But I do think he has a I leg up. And I feel I feel better about the Lions quarterback room than I did, you know, two hours yeah. ago. I don't I don't think Dan Campbell would sign Teddy Bridgewater if he just assumed he was going to walk into the building and with the backup job. Right. That That's not something that yeah. Dan Campbell would appreciate. And that's not something that Teddy Bridgewater, I think, would do. You know what we yeah. appreciate? You know, who's never let us down in the locker room before? Righteous felon. Righteous felon craft jerky. It's the jerky that feels this doesn't feel as good as the as the first one I do. Should I just like splice in the first one yes. here live? Because I felt yeah. I, I feel really bad because ours, you know what? The righteous felon reads coming later. When we come back on the Friday Detroit POD cast, we're actually <laughs> going to play you the first segment we actually recorded, which is about <laughs> hype, about season tickets selling out, and about an alternate pre an alternate preseason stream for the Detroit Lions, which just goes to show you how hyped everyone is for this. Detroit Lions team and then later on the show we'll preview the New York Giants coming to town we'll be right back in the Pride of Detroit POV cast Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Pride of Detroit PODcast. Now, this is, again, I feel bad letting you behind the curtain so much. I feel like we should be continuing to do the magic. But as Ryan knows, we are in the post-Kayfabe era. So this was originally our opening segment. So it's going to sound a little rough. But yes, it is now time to talk about the hype around the Detroit Lions. We've got some joint practices with the Giants coming up here before the the preseason game. A very fun alternate ca- uh, broadcast has been announced. I believe, Jeremy, you clarified it's just for local audiences, though. Yeah, on DetroitLions.com. Yeah. Uh, or the yeah, app, yeah. Yeah, or their app. So it's it's hosted by Pete Schrager. The guest list is fairly impressive. It wishes I still had access to the Detroit market. Uh, but yeah, this is all very exciting. We're getting put up charge. Like the, the guest list is impressive too. Like, you know, Pete Rose, Kirk Gibson, a uh, lot of people from a lot of places. Uh, our old friend Dave Burkett's going to be on there. Glover Quinn, Golden Tate. Gary Brad Daniel, Holmes. Brad Holmes, Gary Danielson. Everyone wants to jump in on the Lions party, good and early. Yeah, it sh- it should be interesting. I-, I think I'll be trying to tune in while I'm at the game just to see what it's like. And you know, it's it's kind of jumping. I think off of the the bandwagon of these alternate broadcasts that have really dated well back before the Manning cast, but maybe popularized by the Manning cast. So I, yeah. I like I like the league playing around with stuff like that because I I know like people are frustrated by national broadcast. Not that this, this is the normal broad broadcast in the local market is still going to be a Detroit focused and, and well done. Um, but I think this is starting to open the doors to maybe like, okay, maybe, maybe there will be alternate feeds that the NFL will offer that does provide more of a local aspect for, for regular seasons games. I would be interested in something like that. Yeah. And I know that uh, for me, I know from calling from college football, like, you know, people love the coaches room during the national yeah. title game or the stats and info yep. cast. Like there's definitely rooms for these, Ryan. So will you tune in at all to the alternate cast? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Thank you. I usually I, like to play music during the game, either that oh. or listen to Dan Miller. But I, I think Morgan and I have talked about how that's really hard to to sync those two together when you have the I, radio call and the uh and the video going at the same time. I've I've tried it before. Trust me, I've tried it and I really wish NFL Sunday Ticket had that option to do that like MLB TV has. Cuz I all I too enjoy Dan uh Dan Miller over uh over the over the broadcast teams. Are you since you listen to music, are you going to try to sync it up with uh Dark Side of the Moon? No, it's actually you take um <laughs> you take a Metallica Starfish? album. You can oh. take any Metallica oh, album. Any Metallica. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I don't you know can if sync it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if uh, what's the what's the album Fuel is on. Like, I don't think that album is going to work, though. Definitely not St. Anger. That's not going to work either. Yep. Well, you have to play the game backwards for it to work that way. Oh, so that's how you get reload to work. OK, you just yeah, play yeah, reload yeah. backwards. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of hype, this is a product of hype. And I don't think anything's gotten people more hyped than uh, this sign that blew up 
uh, international sports media as everyone took notice that the Detroit Lions, for the first time in Ford Field history, have sold out of season tickets. This didn't happen in 2014. This didn't happen during one of the various coaches who came in here who promised the world. It certainly didn't happen when this team had some of its best years. I repeating myself again, 2014, we had all the the hype in the world. It didn't happen again, you know, coming off of 2014 to build on that. And it's coming off of a team that only that won nine games last year and far less the year prior. And we understand, we understand the reasons why we understand the hype around this team. We understand the hype around Dan Campbell. And I know that's an easy answer, Jeremy, but I still find this impressive because it's not like the Lions have offered haven't offered hope before. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, this this is and listen, Lions fans are smart. They're not going to throw their money. They've been you know, they've had the football pulled out beneath them too many times. They're not going to throw their their money behind a product unless they actually have a lot of confidence in this product. And. There's there's sign after sign after sign after sign that this year is different. And I know this year is different. Might as well be a slogan for some Lions fans. But this year is different. They're, like The reason why there was that turnaround at the end of last season isn't luck, isn't a, an easy schedule, isn't what it's this team, this young core got better and they're being well led by a good coaching staff and a general manager who knows how to draft. Like this is just another sign that Things are different and things are real. And I know I know I'm setting myself up to have that football tossed away from me again. But like, I don't I don't feel the same fear that I have in previous years where that might happen. I feel confident in this organization, not just this year, but the future. And I think maybe that's part of it, too, is like these people are jumping in, quote unquote, on the ground floor here because they don't just plan on having season tickets now like they know. Next year, there's going to be a wait list. The year after that, there's going to be a wait list. The year after that, there's going to be a wait list because this team is on the rise. There's a wait list for season tickets in Detroit, Ryan. Did you ever think you would hear that in your life? Maybe, maybe not. But I think it goes to Jeremy's point about, you know, being being Lucy and uh, being Charlie Brown and having that football pulled out from underneath you right before you kick it. Uh, who knows who will be kicking that football for the Lions this year. We'll definitely be talking about that later on in the podcast. But I think to the point of why this team, right? Why not the 2014 team? Why not the, the 2011 team? I think you look back at teams of the past and you look at those Lions teams and it was, man, Matthew Stafford, he's going to drag this team across the finish line. Or, man, Calvin Johnson is an incredible talent. He's going to ball out this year. When you look at these Lions, I think you look at a team, and I think you look at a foundation that's being built on the offensive side of the ball in in particular, right? And I think it's the offensive line. And when when you're not relying on just one guy, right, when you're not relying on Calvin Johnson to go up in triple coverage or for Matthew Stafford to pull another rabbit out of his hat, I think that's why the hype is tangible this year and I think that that's why Lions fans can can grab onto this and they can hold on to this is because this is something that has been percolating and I know I know we need to knock on wood right now because every time we're ready for this Lions offensive line to be a a unit and to go out there and play it, it I mean we're, we're right back to to Lucy pulling the football away 
but there's even depth there now, right? Like it, it's okay. Well, if if Vitae, if that doesn't work out, then it's Graham Glasgow. We we th- th- there's a there's a contingency plan in place, and everywhere. Yeah, and, and you and you fill in all these skill positions, and I know that they're young players, but something's been building here, right? And and I think it's it's more tangible this year, and I think that's why. You know, Lions fans are the the wind beneath Dan Campbell's freaking wings. <laughs> I, I play, agree. Play with, some Bette Midler. I, I agree with you on almost all points, but I would add 2014. They had that fantastic defense, too. Like that was there. People right. knew Indomitian Sue and they had those that there. But like, I think you're right in that it's a difference when it's an offense. And I, I want to add one more point why I think it's getting big. And I know Lions fans don't want to hear it because of Detroit versus everybody, but the national media has been talking about you. And not only have they been talking about the Detroit Lions, but they've been talking about you in a very positive way. They not just Lions fans are impressed by what's happening in Detroit, but the rest of sports media is impressed, be it by how many people have talked about Hard knocks last year, be it by every time Dan Campbell opens his mouth and says something, be it funny or insightful or just very profound or very inspirational. People went, want in on that. The, the Lions are putting their players first. We just had a celebrity family feud the other on Sunday night between Hall of Fame NFL players and current NFL players. Two Lions are on there, CJ Gardner Johnson and Amon Ra St. Brown. The Lions understand this. They're putting their players, they're putting faces First on this, and I've always believed that with as how spread out as Michigan people have been, how many people left Michigan in the 80s and 90s spread around the countries, you know, the old Red Wings fans who would always show up in every arena. That's the same case for Lions fans. They've just waiting there. They've just been waiting to be activated, waiting to be given the sign that, hey, this is what you believe in now. It's okay to come in here. It's okay to believe. It's okay to have fun. And not only is this team promising a lot, but it's also promising fun. It's promising a high-flying offense. It's promising stars like Amon Ross St. Brown, who can work a microphone. It's promising Dan Campbell. It's promising something that is worth investing your time into. To, to kind of pull this back a little bit, though, you understand why people are so ready to just throw all their chips in the middle. You have a Pistons team that hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years. You have a Tigers team who's just been decrepit for, for how long now? At, least, Red Wings, at least 10 years, yeah. The Red Wings went from a playoff streak to, to no playoffs in quite some time. They're starved, and there is an element of that to this that's going on right now with with this the city just wants a team that they can get all the way behind. And I, I think there is an element to that of what's going on with the lions. But I think at the end of the day, this isn't a team, Jeremy, that's predicated on a superstar. And uh, that's kind of the one thing I'm, I'm most intrigued to see about this season coming up is who's going to emerge, who who is going to become that superstar, that household name. And we'll see. I mean, that that's, that's the thing about hype, right? You have to, you have to wait to see it, it come to fruition. I think that name is going to be St. Brown. It might already be St. Brown, at least for the fans. Stars, in my opinion, go from local guy to you need to pick this guy up to fantasy to suddenly they're a household name. I think that's St. Brown, but that's me. I'm biased. 
and I think the one other point though too is that a lot of these players are are homegrown talent, right? It's Panay Sewell's been drafted by the Detroit Lions. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Aiden Hutchinson. We're gonna see if you know some of these players that were part of Brad Holmes' last draft class, if they're going to be part of that too. They're not they're not guys who have just flown in out of nowhere. You know, it's not Rick Wagner. It's not FM picks. It's right. guys who are going to be around here for like three or four more years. Yeah, I'm I'm real excited. I'm real excited for for what's coming up here, and and it's going to happen soon, right? I mean, Friday we have our first bit of uh, action that happens on a football field in the form of a game. But before that, I, I think one of the best thing that has happened or that came out of the Patricia era, if I can say anything positive came out of it, like, like, was but, joint but I, practices. Yeah. Well, I. It's funny you bring up Patricia because I would have thought like that was the point where we'd never come back from that kind of pessimism. Apparently, we just had to hit rock bottom. But yeah, I do like the idea of joint practices. And I think we saw that in Hard Knocks last year with the Colts. And it really does, I help iron sharpen iron. It does help that when you get to see other teams, play other teams, and not just be an insular piece of it. And it does lead up well into the preseason. And I think in this case, it's not the lions going to Indianapolis. Now the giants are coming here to Detroit. And I think yeah. that also will help. So now we're, you want to talk about the media jumping on board. Now we're talking about bringing New York media guys to Detroit. Hey guys, try this pizza and know it looks weird, but it's better than your crap. <laughs> I, that, that was the other thing I love too. shout out to the lions. I love that guide to like all the places to eat in Detroit. They understand there's going to be a lot of people coming through Detroit this year. And there's stuff, some but yeah. to, to your to your point, too, though, about the whole iron sharpening iron, you know, Dan Campbell talked about that in one of his uh, uh, opening press conferences in the morning where he's talking about, you know, Aiden and Aiden and Panay, when they're going head to head all the time, they start to figure each other, you know, out a little bit, you know, and, and you kind of get in this lull. And he talked about how it's good to kind of reset things. And and again, maybe maybe some of that uh, Dan Miller getting you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable kind of thing. Like you don't want to work yourself into a lull. You don't want to be going through the motions. It's it's good to have another organization come in here and, and yeah. you get some competition that way. And I want to see some, and I, I, I know from talking with former linemen too, they always talk about the cal, the armor of calluses you build up before a season. Um, And I always kind of, I, I don't know if there's a medical basis for that. I don't think there is, but at the same time, I think sometimes Fans want preseason to be taken very lightly because they're terrified of injuries and rightly so. But I do feel like with joint practices, with some harder hits, you do start to get yourself physically ready for the season as well. But you know how we get ourselves physically ready for the season, Ryan? You know how we like to bulk up? It has to do with meat, right? Dried meat. The best kind of meat, because that's meat that can last you an entire season. And we're talking about the sponsor that we uh, successfully bullied back to, uh, you know, we're villains. We're villains like Brad Holmes. We're villains and villains have to force people to see their ways. And that's what we did with Righteous Felon. They said they said, Chris, Jeremy, Ryan, please call off the call off the dogs. We will come back. We'll bring you more delicious meat. And that's what they did. That's what they did, Ryan. I think the only thing better than dried meat that will last you an entire season is dried meat that you get for cheaper than what it costs. 
That's right. And we're going to give you that promo code because we are brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. And not only is it for us, it's for the Detroit Lions. This season, the Lions are going to be fueled by Righteous Felon Jerky because that craft jerky and those meat sticks are available at training facilities at Allen Park. That's right. We're giving you a discount on jerky that the Lions themselves are eating, that Amon Ra St. Brown is taking a, a, a snap of right before he goes right back to the jugs machine like, like a true boy he is. Every two ounce bag of protein, 16 to 20 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. Each stick, eight grams of protein. They got so many flavors. They've got unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. If you were watching live on screen, Jeremy is holding up Soul Survivor, the beef jerky that is Korean barbecue flavored. We've talked before about the Maryland, the uh, the Maryland's uh, crab spice. Was it Maryland Monroe? The Truffalo Bill, which has truffle, uh, you know, truffle flavor to it. Truffles. That's fancy, Ryan. That's fancy. The Fall Capone that's never in stock. But if you if you bully them online, maybe they'll get some more back in stock. I don't know. And that's not just turkey jerky. That's turkey jerky with basil and spice. You're not getting that at your gas station. No, hell no. What do they got for you? They got nothing. We got Righteous Felon. We're giving you 20% off, but you got to use that before the season starts. Before the NFL season, you can go to RighteousFelon.com and use the discount code POD20 at checkout. What does that 20 mean, Ryan? What does 20 mean? What does that mean in your head? Barry Sanders. Yes, but also 20% off. Yeah, that too. Yep. Yep. 20% off your order. 20%. This is jerky like you've never had before. RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code POD20 at checkout. We'll be right back on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. When we come back, uh, Jeremy's going to speak again. And when we do, we're going to get all of his news and notes from training camp and talk about this roster as we get set to start cutting down from 90 to 53 men. And we'll preview a little bit of the Giants-Lions preseason game as well. I'm still here. Hi, Jeremy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wrapping up the Pride of Detroit POD cast, it's been a long day. We've had uh, some twists and turns along the way, but we're almost there. Uh, This right here, though, this is the sound of me pairing up the rundown that Jeremy put a lot together because uh, the the uh, I, I really have to thank Jeremy for it. I've had a long weekend, but. We now have to talk about Lions and Giants, and unfortunately, we have to move past some of our notes. If you do want to find out more about training camp so far, Jeremy and Eric have been live very, very often. And uh, thank you very much for all your work, Jeremy, this week. Oh, you don't need to do this. Don't do it on. You're embarrassing me on stream. Do it behind the scenes. 
<laughs> okay, well, after that very uncomfortable exchange right there, we're going to move on <laughs> to Lions Giants. Uh, we are going to so joint practice has been a wonderful addition to the Detroit Lions. Last year, Indianapolis Colts came to town. Now we get the New York Giants coming to town. And I think it it's very good to see because I think it helps iron sharpen iron a little bit better when it comes to actually playing another team where those same guys are trying to make the roster just as much and it can get testy. There can be some fights, but it's fine. This is very good. This is what football feels like, Ryan. And I guess I want to ask you now, as we're looking at joint practice and preseason game one on Friday, what are we looking for here? What are, what, what's the, what, what are some of the things you are looking for here with the giants? Well, uh, as as a quick little joke aside, there are a lot of familiar faces that are going to be in the building. Mani Oruwariye, Ashawn Robinson, Khalil Pimpleton. Oh there's going to be uh, there's yeah. going to be quite a few few names that are uh, that are back in Allen Park. Not, the- uh, hey, not uh, not Kenny Galladay though. <laughs> oh man, poor Kenny Galladay. Uh, but yeah, uh, aside from aside from some some fun there. The thing that I'm probably most looking forward to is that the Lions get to go up against a team that has a couple of very mobile quarterbacks in Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. So, like, it's not going to stop. Like, that kind of pressure that was put on their defense last year time and time again, and uh, it didn't just fold or bend or break. It was shattered each and every time a mobile quarterback played the Detroit Lions defense it, uh, it it put them into a tizzy. So I think the thing that I'm most looking forward to is how does this defense handle two guys who can really get it done with their legs? I mean, Daniel Jones is probably one of the more uh, prominent uh, players when it comes to his ability to extend plays and, and make plays with his legs. And then you got Tyrod Taylor. So I like the idea that it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Like yeah. first team defense, second team defense, you know, they're, they're all going to be tested with, uh, you know, with, with guys who, who can can move with the football when 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 they're tasked to, to pass it, too. So uh, th- that's the thing that I'm most looking forward to is what does that defense look like now, Jeremy? Because, yeah, I think the question last year always with Aaron Glenn was, OK, are you running the defense that you're running because of the personnel you have? Well, the personnel has changed. So. What does that look like now against mobile quarterbacks? They did a pretty good job last year against Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like the, the Giants are an interesting case study because they they did kind of handle the Giants offense last year and pick off Daniel Jones a couple times, which is not easy to do. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot that way. Um, but but yeah, I think my first kind of hope here is, is, is to see that this Lions defense can continue to do it against a, a, a non-Lions team, right? They always say during training camp, like, yeah, it, it, it's good going against, you know, good players on on your team. But at some point you get used to their moves. You get used to their tendencies. You got to see fresh meat out there. And so I want to see this defense that, that I think might be better than people expect it to be. I've been saying it all offseason. I think this could knock on the door of a top 10 defense if everything goes right. Well, next test is, is here. How will they perform against a Giants offense, which is okay. I mean, they have some weapons. I, I wouldn't say they're amazing, but um, they, they have Darren Waller now, right? They do. Yeah, that's that'll a, be a good yeah. test for Jack Campbell, right? 
Exactly. Yeah, that should be a fun little test. Um, Saquon, they they kind of handled last time, but he's back in and happy in, in Giants camp. Let's see if this run defense can can continue to stack some of the performances that they were starting to kind of turn things around last year, um, towards the end of last year. And so, yeah, how, how does Brian Branch? How how do some of these def- young rookie? Uh, or young defenders, not necessarily rookies, but Roger Martin, how does he play? Um, Jack Campbell. You know, we going to get any Andrew Thomas against Aiden Hutchinson snaps. Those will be prime time television. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. That was probably going to be one of my answers to see, because I feel like Jeremy of all the stuff we, we, we seem to have a habit of forgetting or just assuming it's like, yeah, that guy's good. Don't need to think about him too much, you know, yeah. in the off season. And I, Age, age, Aiden Hutchinson is one of those guys we just didn't. I, again, I'm going to say this again. We don't. I don't feel like we talk about enough. We just have taken his rookie year excellence for granted at this point, and we're a little hesitant on sophomore year. But I expect him to pick up exactly where he left off. I have no reason to doubt anything Aiden's going to do out there. And yeah, I I think also at the same time this is a good time to put the Brad Johns I mean, the Brad. Ben Johnson defense uh, offense out there and you know, they're going to have to play vanilla obviously, but let's see how well you're going to do against, you know, this giants defense. Let's see how well you you're in sync with some of your wide receivers right now. And um, forgive me if I'm wrong about this is Jamison Williams able to play in these joint practices. We don't know. We don't know. That's okay. another thing to find out. We, he was missing from the last practice that we saw, and we haven't heard a, a thing about it yet. So that's definitely something right. to to keep an eye on. And, and hopefully by the time some of you at home are listening to this podcast, we, we have some good news to report there. But yeah, we don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. Like the offense to me has been, has gotten off to a bit of a slow start in training camp. And, you know, the, the positive spin on that is that the defense must be playing really well. The defense must be really good. Well, now... We'll have an extra piece of the puzzle here. Is is it that right. the defense has improved that much? Is it that the the coverage is so much more stickier, like Jared Goff said, or is is are they still just as good and going against a Giants defense, which was not that good last year, going to say like going to ease some people's minds and say, you know what, this, and, this line's offense is going to be I this think- I think we're going to get some answers to a lot of our wide receiver conundrums that we've been kind of sitting here worrying about, not just in the joint practices, but also in in pre in preseason game one as well. Like, you know, I I think there was a lot of hype around Dylan Drummond, and I just don't know if it's actual real hype or if it's just a UDFA guy. Once again, we've fallen in love with Uh, Denzel Mims injury. We don't know if it's really serious, but right now it's kind of opened the door to see more from someone like Maurice Alexander. Uh, you know, you, I, I think you had in your notes, if it's, you know, you got an underrated battle going on here with Khalif Raymond versus Marvin Jones to start opposite Josh Reynolds. Like yeah. this is the time to really answer a lot of these. No, I mean, yeah, training camp battles. Like I know, I know there's another team in town, but like the internal training camp battles are still there, right? All these like starting right guard. Now I, he, Something that I wanted to talk about a little bit earlier in the show is that starting right guard battle because one key factor in all of it is that Graham has to play center a lot right now because Frank Ragnow has been in and out of the lineup. Part of it was because of injury. Now his wife's like on the verge of pregnancy. So there's a chance Frank Ragnow doesn't practice at all this week, which means Graham has to play center. He has to go up against a really good player in Dexter Lawrence. He's not even in the competition where Vitae has to play that right guard position. So, um, you know, I don't think that that position is going to be decided 
but Graham, I think Graham could go. This could be a, a huge couple days for Graham to be like, listen, I'm you can't afford to lose me. I'm I'm holding my own against a guy like Dexter Lawrence. Um, not that his, you know, spot on the roster is really in question. I think he's he's just as close to a lock as you can be. Um, but it's just interesting that like the position he's battling for in the starting lineup, right guard, is something he hasn't been able to regularly play during training camp, and that might continue this week. Yeah, for me with the with the offense, I think going back to the wide receivers, what's interesting about the Giants defensive backs, they have two starters, I think, penciled in on the outside who are both rookies. Mm-hmm. And they drafted Deontay Banks um, right. you know, mm-hmm. early on. And uh, Trey Hawkins is a guy that they drafted in the sixth round who has kind of been named like a breakout star in camp. Uh, he, it seems like he he might be the the winner of that job opposite of him. And then they have Adoree Jackson, uh, who, who's, you know, a, a name that you might remember from USC uh, that Chris would want to claim. But, uh, <laughs> you know, two guys on the outside, some young cornerbacks. Can can Jared Goff take advantage of them? Can can some veteran wide receivers like we just mentioned? I mean, you got some old heads with, you know, Marvin Jones and, and Cleef Raymond and Josh Reynolds, guys who have been around the block, at least versus these young guys. Can can they. It's it's no longer a matter of, hey, I know your moves versus I know, you know, I know his moves. It's just talent against talent. Right. And and I'm 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 interested to see that dynamic as well. But uh, yeah, like you said, Dexter Lawrence, I think it, I mean it's big time. You're talking yeah. about one of the best players in the NFL, you yeah. know. Um, and obviously Kayvon Thibodeau. Would mind, Hutchinson. Would, would, Gibbs. Well, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing Penny Sewell put him in a phone booth. So <laughs> True. I am mostly just happy to see football back. I'll be honest, even if it's weird, weird stuff. I, I think there's always this need to sim past the preseason, but I really do think there are compelling stories to be made about guys playing, getting their reps in. I, I always remember talking. Um, I used to work with a former Raiders offensive lineman, Lincoln Kennedy. And I know one of the things Link would always talk about would be just building up what he would call the armor of calluses before a season. And I think at the time he was talking the context of we're always worried about preseason. We're always worried about joint practices and training camp. And our attitude is always just don't get hurt. Just stay healthy and don't get hurt. And he was talking about that kind of in turn makes us really wish we put a lot of guys in bubble wrap. But Link, and again, I do this with the with the context of Lincoln was an offensive lineman and always had to battle really hard. But I think there is something to putting guys out there, letting them get hit a bit and just really toughing up for the season. And I don't think we're going to see any of the starters play in preseason game one. And I think that's the right call, obviously. But I think that the more reps your starters get against stuff that gets closer and closer to the speed of NFL, it's just better for you. You you just, you kind of, I, I don't have a scientific explanation for a lot of it, but I would like to hope to see a lot of starters get some time in joint practices just so they get up to that NFL speed. Yeah. So when week one comes, it's coming out of the gate. I think, I think that's, what the point of joint practices are now is like they yeah. they're they're essentially replacing preseason game preseason one. games yeah. when it comes to starters, which is why you might not see 
most line starters at all in the preseason, not just game one, game two. They got joint practices next week as well. We don't um, really have a dress rehearsal game anymore with nope. game three either. Nope. It's it's more about getting that roster uh, cut down. The, the only thing I want to add to the discussion is I went to joint practices last year against the Colts. And the expectation at the time was Colts were a team that's better than the Lions. Like going into Indianapolis, like the Colts are a team that might compete this year. The Lions are not. They're figuring things out. And we kind of saw that play out in Indy. Like, the Lions battled back after a rough first day, but mostly it was like, yeah, the Colts are a little bit better than them. It's pretty I, chippy too, though, right? It, it was got chippy. Real chippy. For yeah. sure. Um, but now I think you're going into these with a little bit of reversed role here. I think that the Giants are coming into town and expect they have expectations, right? They, like they, they're not, they expect they're not a horrible the team. I think they, they won still, a playoff game last year. Yeah, they did. But you look at that roster and I'm I'm not looking I know. at you, you like I am the Lions. Fuga- you thought they've been Fugazi yes. for about a well, year. And, and part of it was because we were a month into the season last year and the Lions were winless or they had one win and the Giants were like four and two or whatever it was. And everyone's like, why? It only took the Giants. They're, they turned things around uh, in yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, at the time, I was screaming my head off like, you wait, just wait, wait the long term. And it, I do feel like at some point. They're, the paths cross and the Lions pass the Giants where they were in terms of their rebuild, in terms of where their franchise is going. So, yeah, the Lions definitely have bigger expectations than the Giants this year, but the Giants are no joke. So now I want to see the Lions kind of establish that dominance. I want Giants writers to be writing about how they got humbled this week about the Lions, um, because I think that's going to be like, then we're checking boxes here. of Like, you want to talk about whether this franchise is real? And whether, you know, all the, this excitement and stuff and selling out and all that stuff is a sign of change. Well, first first real test, I would say, is this week. If you can humble the Giants in your home, you know, training camp facility and take it to them for two days of joint practices, hype is going to continue. And, and I'm, I'm doing the Dan Campbell soaring gif right now. That's what's ahead. <laughs> the, stonks. The, I, I, yeah, stonks. The, the last thing I'll say, and none of us have said it yet. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to play? Like, I don't even know. I mean, is he going like, to, if he comes in and hits the ground running, that's going to be very fun. How does he not though? Like you think about what the, what the Tennessee Titans did with Josh Dobbs last year for a, a game that had like playoff implications, you know, like you got to You got to think maybe given the long off season he's had not signed by a team, he's got to have at least been like reading up on stuff and getting ready to learn a playbook and just come in swinging too. Yeah. I, Hey, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to see it play out because it, it's going to happen in a hurry, right? Like, I mean, we're recording this on a Monday night game games on Friday, but joint practices start way before that. So tomorrow, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. You should be. Everybody should be excited. But I'm going always... ga- to gatekeep fandom right now. Everybody should be excited. Yeah. If you're not excited. What have you, you been doing all off season? You weirdos that got excited for spring league ba- basketball better get triple as hype for, for Lions preseason football. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to watch Cade Cunningham. Now get over here. It's Lions time. It's Nate Sudfeld in the third quarter. Let's go. Okay, that's some I'm going to watch stuff. all of it. I, I, I know, but I feel like at this point, I, I feel like more of a sicko right now because like I've already inoculated myself because I'm like, all right, I watched XFL. I watched USFL. Now I'm going to watch preseason and I'm not going to tap out. Hey, I'll, I'll name names. I don't care. It, 
the, the real sicko stuff is Jeff Risden tweeting about daily fantasy football and For taking pre-season? Dylan Drummond. Oh, yeah. He's talking about Dylan Drummond's role against the Giants coming up on Friday if you're trying to cash in on some daily fantasy football, which hey, wh- that's some true sicko stuff. Ryan, what, what were you doing last Thursday during the Hall of Fame game? Uh, I was cashing my ticket for Jets first half Cleveland to win the game. As one, the, as one of my as one of my coworkers, as one of my Sleeping coworkers like, like a normal to person. say, as one of my coworkers like to say, the preseason is the free season. <laughs> Scared money don't make none. Mm-hmm. Let's get these degenerates out of here. This has been a long day and a long POD cast. And thank you for putting up for us as we try to splice this thing together. Thanks to breaking news, uh, Jeremy. We got anything special coming up this week or just more training camp reports? More training camp reports. Um, We're going to keep them coming uh, as much as we can. Uh, We're still working out schedules. So hopefully it'll be both me and Eric doing the the daily podcasts. But if not, um, I'll make sure that there is a podcast daily during these two joint practices. And then, yeah, then it's getting ready for the game. Yep. I hope to maybe file a report after the preseason game. I know that's some real sicko mode stuff, but... uh... We can't really react too terribly to what happens there. But on our Monday podcast, we'll be diving deep into the performances from there and continuing as we get closer and closer to the Lions season because NFL is almost upon us. August is a terrible month because unlike July, there's no holidays. Unlike September, there's no football. It's just hot and everyone's angry. So keep your cool. Watch some preseason football and get ready. Because the journey is about to begin. For myself, for Jeremy Reisman, for Ryan Matthews, this is I'm Chris Perfett, and we'll see you star side. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.